Cricket time. Not out. Sponsored by Shepherd Neen. Proud supporters of cricket. And we are having a party. Oh, yes. Celebrations indeed. <laughs> we aren't just the champions, we are the double champions. Have a bit of that. <sighs> incredible, incredible. Is uh, half an hour ago, or 40 minutes, hour ago, we were still sitting here thinking, no, 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 no. <sighs> yes! Only Essex. So, welcome along to 98 Night Out here on Phoenix 98 FM, sponsored, of course, by our friends at Shepherd's Neem. It is local radio for the Brentwood and Billericay areas. And of course, via the internet, if you are listening, welcome along. Uh, join in the chat with us on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages. Just look for 98 Not Out. Don't, we've got anything to talk about this week. God. Um, can we just start by just saying thank you to everyone for the feedback from last week's show? It seems like a lot of you enjoyed um, our guest, Jeffrey Archer. Um, who was very, very entertaining and uh, was, was good fun. And uh, I'm glad so many people enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for telling us as well. He's been at the, uh, he's been at the cricket as well, by the looks of things. They yeah, look very happy. Yes. With John Cleese. With John Cleese. Yeah, they look uh, miserable. Apparently they were entertaining everybody royally from what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> and well done to them as well. Oh, oh where, I don't even know where we start. I mean... <laughs> okay. I'm still gob... My, my, I'm gobsmacked. Absolutely gobsmacked. I mean, yeah... Let's start with the T20, shall right, we? I yeah. mean, obviously, it, it's been an amazing few days down at Taunton one way or another, but let's start with the T20. So, Essex T20 campaign. How, uh, yeah, let's run through, because it's important to put perspective on this. Um, yeah, so people, you know, it, it's not just the case of, oh, we won on finals day. I mean, how we even got there yeah. was ridiculous. And I'm going to highlight two people in particular in the run. 
which is Ravi and Simon Harmer. And I'll come to the end. And when we get to the end, I'll explain why. Uh, so lost at Middlesex away first game. Ravi, Ravi batted his new position of six. Mm. He scored six runs off seven balls. Uh, Simon Harmer, the new captain, three overs for 38 runs. That was when uh, maybe the Villiers yeah, went nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we beat Surrey at home in the reduced 15 over a side game. Cameron Delport, obviously, that was his night. Yeah. Um, but Ravi again, batting six, only scored one. I think he only faced one ball, so nothing, you know, you can't really ever go in there. Uh, Simon Harmer, three overs, no wickets for 34. Mm. Uh, we lost away at Kent. Ravi again, batting at six, four off of six balls. Uh, Harmy, one for 28, off of four overs. So there's nothing in any of this suggesting what's... No. ...further down the road. So... Uh, the home game against Gloucestershire was rained off, but that was the week that the Euro T20 story broke. Mm. That Ravi, Varun Chopra and Shane Snarter were going to the Euro T20. Yep. Um, next game, uh, Ravi had been dropped from the squad, I think, against Gloucestershire. Uh, home v Hampshire, Ravi was dropped. Harmer, 3.4 overs, 2 for 31. Uh, we beat Gloucester away. No Ravi, Simon Harmer, 1 for 29 off of 3 overs. Um, and then the real low point of what was it? And that this is where a lot of the abuse started on social media, and it was probably uh, my turning point on social media with people <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, Somerset home lost by 111 runs. Recalled Ravi scored one. Simon Harmer three overs for 45. And to be honest, the camp looked extremely unhappy. Mm. Everyone looked fed up. Uh, and then we had three games on the trot, all rained off. Well, this was it. You, you know, you have, a, you know, to lose by 111 runs in T20, it doesn't get hit. much worse than that, really, does it? So That's an absolute If you're going to have a low it? point, set it there. So, eight points off ten games, second bottom, and 151 <laughs> to qualify out the group. Just out of the group. to one, just out to qualify out the group. Not even to win it, that was just to qualify. Yeah, that's what I mean. The next stages. And th the miracle begins. We go to table topping Surrey, a recalled Ravi. Sussex. Sussex, sorry. A recalled Ravi, 45 off 24. Simon Harmer's three overs, two for 19. Yeah. A tie at Hampshire in a game. Again. Essex should really have won. Ravi, 14 off of 10. Uh, Harmer's four overs, two for 23. We went to Surrey and won at the Oval. Ravi, 70 off 35, a great innings from yeah, Tendo that, that night as well. Yeah. Harmer, three overs, one for 29. We beat Kent at home on that very last day, which in. also required Glamorgan, who hadn't won a game all season, to beat Hampshire, well, that was which the they thing, wasn't it? it wasn't just... I mean, this is why it's... There were so many results that went Essex's way to get through. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it was just sheer disbelief. Even when I announced it, I think, at the end, that we, we were through, I think people thought I was winding them up. That we still actually got through. Uh, Ravi, 47 off 27 that night. Uh, Simon Harmer, 1 for 24 off of two overs. Then on to Durham in the yeah. weird um, quarterfinal. I mean, OK, strange set of circumstances, the fact it was being played at Durham, test match, etc., etc. Um, a no-atmosphere game. But Lancashire looked to have done enough. They 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 batted well. They got put up a decent score for Durham. It was above the, the average there. You thought mm, an Essex forty odd needed off three overs. Game looked done. Enter Ravi. Bang. Uh, yeah, again thirty nine off eighteen balls. Um, Simon's Harmer's three overs only went for thirteen in that game. Yeah. Something a bit telling about a pitch turning and suddenly Simon Harmer really in you know T twenty suddenly coming to his own. Yeah. Yeah, and so then finals day. Finals day, now you went. 
Yeah. So, my, um, as many of you know, my 15-year-old son, Christian, who's listening, is cricket mad. And um, had been on to me about going up to finals day. And I was a bit kind of, you know, what's it going to be I've like? I've been twice. It's a long day. Very. Um, Birmingham, Edgbaston as a ground is nice, but, you know, you step outside and... Birmingham's not necessarily the nicest place in the world. I mean, it's a typical English big city. It's not typical of any big city. Exactly. It's, you know, it's... It's, it's a big city <laughs> it's and it's a bit grey and a bit drab. Yeah. So, anyway, and I'm thinking as well, we've got the tickets, what's it going to be like? Whether end of September it's going to be a bit grim, it's going to be a bit miserable. But as we all know, Saturday was, as everyone said, <laughs> the last day of summer. So, we jumped in the car, um... Um, others of you that went there were sort of saying to me, why aren't you getting in the train? Why are you staying up there? Because I thought if I get in the car and we lose our game, we can, can make come us, home. We can come home and we don't have to put up with all of the... Yeah. You know, you don't want to be sitting there watching teams you don't support. And I know it's an occasion and I know it's, you know, a day out. We'll come back to that bit about teams you don't support in a minute. <laughs> but, you know, we batted second or we played second um, which was nice. So by the time our game started, the sun was up. It was a really nice, warm, dare I say, hot can, afternoon. Can we just say what a great game the first game was yeah, as well? Yeah. Well, we we arrived sort of for the climax for the climax of that, um, and that really set the tone for the day. Worcester, you know, fantastic. I don't think they really put a foot wrong all day. Um, I mean, they were out of it, Worcester. Knots had knots were cruising that yeah. day, and they were absolutely cruising. Yeah. No way Knots could have lost from there, and yet they did. Seven off the final over seemed a foregone conclusion, but that final over and the last ball and the last ball, you know, you would back someone to get one run off the last ball virtually ninety-five percent of the time. There you go, and Worcester got through. Is it? Again, a great advert for T20 cricket in England. Yeah, it was. It was. And um, the support, well, again, we'll talk about that in a minute, but we were sat amongst all the Essex faithful and um, and thank you to Daryl Fox for helping us out with the tickets. So we were sat with lots of friends and I was sat next to Danny Macklin who was on uh, the uh, Orient, Orient uh, show. Yeah, he was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Danny's a good guy. I mean, it, it, again, and, and this is where I think people forget about finals. They, they do keep sections back for each individual team. Um, Yes, there is a big areas, other areas that sold out to others, but you know there is an Essex area on the day. There is a, a, te- a you know an area for each team on the day. And yeah, having sat in those seats, it, it's a it's a different atmosphere from very different from sitting in the Hollis stand. <laughs> must be said when you're with your 15 year old son. If it was you and the boys, it might be a bit different. I don't but know, your, your lad probably would have enjoyed that in well, the Hollis stand. His day, his day just got. I'll, I'll put the pictures on the Facebook page and uh, when the show finishes, but. So, enter the Eagles. Um, yeah, well, and you know, win the toss, back seemed the obvious decision. 160 for five. Cameron Delport, really good 55. Good Tom Wesley, a decent 39. Uh, Ravi, 27 as well in there. Um, and it, it looked a decent total from what we'd seen from the first game. It looked a decent total, especially it was spinning. The big surprise was the inclusion of Aaron Nidja. Yep, first um, T20 game of the year. I think it's the first time he's played since 2015, or he may have played a T20 game last year, hadn't played a county championship game. A lot of seconds years. cricket for him. Yeah, he's played a lot of seconds cricket. He had a good season for once that I think he was second in the wickets overall in the Premier League behind Nick Winter. So, you know, he, he's had a decent year, but it was it was quite dry, wasn't it, the pitch? It, it was dry, it took a bit of turn. And Derby started off all right as well. Yeah. Uh, and then all and of a sudden... Simon Harmer. <laughs> yeah. 
four, four for 19 off of his four overs. He's, he, you know, people will have, have had a go at him throughout the last year, year and a half. Is he really a T20 bowler? You, we know what a great red ball bowler is. We don't need anyone else. No. You know, but has he really done a lot in white ball cricket? Well, he's the captain. He put his hand in the air, and when it really mattered... He was on a hat-trick at one stage, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's pulled it out and performed. Four for 19, Aaron Nisha, three for 26, Derbyshire, 126 all out. We are through to our first ever final at the fifth attempt, sixth attempt, or something like that. So I put the car keys back in my pocket. Yeah, why not? You've got to find something to do for a couple of hours <laughs> That's there. That's right. Did you watch the mascot race, or did you leave the ground and come back in? Uh, no, no, we watched the mascot race. We pretty much stayed there and were chatting to everyone around, and the feeling amongst everyone was pretty much what we were feeling, is that, is this really happening, you know? We didn't expect to make finals day. We've won the semi-finals. For the first time in Essex's history, we're actually in the T20 final. And it's always amazing, you know. It's Essex versus Worcester. Two of the, probably the most unfashionables. Yeah. And when you look around when the T20 starts and you see the big counties signing these huge players, Finals Day always seems to throw up an underdog. So the big problem, obviously, one of the big problems with the T20 is where the competition goes on to. It obviously conflicts you with a lot of other competitions this late in the season. We know it's this late in the season because of the World Cup, because of the Ashes. Bit of unusual set of circumstances, but it meant there were very few... If you're a cricket fan, you've been spoiled this year, truly spoiled. So I don't think people complain too, can complain too much about scheduling and uh, too much cricket. Um, um, you know, uh, uh, and here was the surprise. We won the toss and Simon Harmer chose the bowl. And it, it, it produced eyebrows from everybody, yeah. didn't it? Like, you know, right. it sort of said about the Jew, and but it's a bit of an earlier start than normal, the final. Yeah. Um, it, it got a few people by surprise. But it was a dry pitch, lots of turn. What's the shield going well? But, you know, again, Simon Harmer... Um, again, turning up. And, and again, I think... Um, chance of a hat-trick in that innings as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that, you know, <laughs> they may feel a little bit of a grieve that he's second wicket and uh, where he, he knocks the face off of it onto his leg. But, you know, the umpires, they give honest decisions. Whatever you say about the county championship umpires, they'll, they'll give honest decisions. They'll give what they feel's right. Yep. There's never... Uh, they're not poor umpires by any stretch. They don't have the DRS technology and other things like that. Maybe finals, they will look at that going forward. I don't know. But... Um, you know, 145 for nine. The nine was quite key in the end. Exactly. Losing the nine wickets was quite key because um, unlike other games where there's super overs, etc., the first point of call, if it's a tie, was go back on how many wickets you lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was, that was quite key. Ravi, a couple of late wickets there. Uh, Simon Harmer, three for 16 off of his four overs. Again, bold, you know, just unplayable. Mm. Just really difficult to play. And at key moments as well. It was, it was you know, every time you yeah. thought, oh, they're getting away with this, or what, they're going to post... Moeen looked like he was ready to go, go yep. big, go massive, and then the ball he got in with was just... It turned it bit. Up, you know, he just pops it up in the air. Moeen will probably look back and say it wasn't a great shot. And Billericke's own uh, Paul Walter with that run out, the key run out. That yeah, was, uh... I mean, and no one thought it was out. No. No, absolutely no one, you know, no. even watching, no one really thought it was out on the commentary, no one thought it was out. And suddenly, yeah, that little millimetre, two millimetres, and, you know, made a big difference. Suddenly they collapsed down, and we, we struggled. I mean, we started slow, Cameron Delport struggled, one, one off seven balls. Yeah. Um, 
85 for five. We looked a bit dead and buried, to be honest. It yeah, and heads were dropping, and you know, yeah. when we were sitting, people sort of looking at each other and sort of thinking, uh, this was we've it. been here before, you know. But we know Ravi's still capable of doing Ravi things, <laughs> uh, and he has been doing it all year. He was joined by Paul Walter. 36 off 22 from Ravi, 14 off 16 from Paul Walter, um, who done a great job in staying there to make yeah, sure that we, we went deep. You know, batting deep, Ravi talked, uh, we, we chatted to Ravi, uh, I chatted to Ravi last week, and unfortunately the interview was a bit windswept and it's not usable, but it, it, you know, one of the things he talks about is batting deep, going to the end. He, he spoke about it after the semi-final, spoke about it after the quarter-final, putting their bowling under pressure. Which he done. And then, there's been a lot of press this week, hasn't there, about is he the greatest finisher in World T20 cricket at the moment? Um, I'll bring I'll bring a point up about him in a second. Okay. Um, but obviously finishing it off, 12 off the final over, 11 would have probably been enough. Simon Harmer won, Ravi won, then the two, <laughs> uh, then another two, wasn't it? And then, you know, the four off the penultimate ball when we needed six. Uh, you know, yeah. to go down to only needing one and obviously hitting the final ball for four. Unbelievable scenes. No one um, on their seats in those last couple of balls where we were sat. What what another great T20 game of cricket. It's been another, you know, T20 cricket in England is absolutely thriving. Yeah, it is. It really is. It is. People, you know, yes, you can argue the tournament is far too big. Yes, you can argue there's far too many games, but... What you can't argue with is for the last, I think, five years, year on year, crowds have grown. They're now selling say. more and more tickets prior to any game. Every county is doing really, really, really well out of it. So you've got to ask yourself the question, what's wrong with T20 cricket that we need 100? <laughs> you, you really well, we've, we've said that consistently on this show. You know, it, it, it's just like that. And, and figures this week, as you say, just prove how popular it is. And when you see games like Saturday's, and all three games, I would say, just show you how good a product it is. Three, three fantastic games of T20 cricket again. I've, been, I've said it before, I've been watching some of this CPL stuff, I've watched IPL stuff. They're, Even Big Bash. I know there's fewer games in those competitions, but they don't have some of the, you know, they don't have the amount of close finishes, etc., etc. that we have. There's a lot of very evenly matched sides in T20 cricket. Uh, and on their day, any one of those sides can win. And, it, you know, as much as, yeah, you'll hear people say, yeah, but you've got very average people playing and would they be able to get into the decent sides? You know what? At the end of the day, they're still putting out a lot of quality cricket out there and it's been really good. So can I tell you about what happened from where I was? <clears throat> so the last two or three balls, everyone is just... They stood up. The nervousness around was unbelievable. When Simon hit those winning runs, the place just... And everyone around, I'm not denying myself, tears in their eyes. You know, it means so much to these people, to these fans, and everyone involved with Essex. It means so much to everyone at the club. It really does. I mean, it's, it's the one thing we hadn't won. Yeah. And really, some of the sides we've had over the years, we should have. But it's been, in years gone by, when you've had these um, sort of pre-season meetings with, um, you know, the chairman, the, 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 the CEO, whatever else, there have been times when it's been mentioned that T20 is the priority for the season and we've kind of crashed and burned with it. Now, I mentioned Ravi and Simon Harmer a lot because at the end of the day, they've been the two stars over the last few games. Yeah. Um, Ravi, 291 run, average of 48.5, strike rate of 162.57. Um, got to give Dan Lawrence a bit of a mention, though, as well. Yeah. 386 runs at 35.09, strike rate of 152. 
but also Tom Wesley who went up to opening with you know was a little bit unexpected um, Ryan's had a very good T20 everyone's season. chipped in you know this this team yeah. yes okay we're highlighting Ravi and Simon but you can look down over the season as we've done and everyone at some point or other he took a lot of a lot of stick Simon Harmery he's learned very very quickly as a captain the decision to bat Ravi at six clearly upset Ravi yeah he, he was very very annoyed by it whether he was consulted first or not I'm not sure but he was clearly upset by it and upset quite a lot by it however I'd like to think when the dust settles and he looks at it it's proved to be an absolutely astonishingly good decision yeah, because has. he has won a lot of games. Times when you've needed someone of his ability and experience and his cricketing brain, you know. He, he's won five of the last six games, Ravi, with his batting. Yeah. And, and that really does go to show that as a captain, as a coach, that they made a decision they believed in, they stuck with it, they had to change it for one reason or another. He came back in, Ravi, and he done it, and it really is great. Uh, we're just seeing some pictures from uh, Sky of all the guys on the balcony. Uh, we'll cover the county championship stuff very, very soon. Uh, with the ball, though, um, it's funny, because Simon Harmer's uh, 17 wickets in the competition, seven of those on finals day at <laughs> 20.47. Mohamed Amir was outstanding, uh, 10 wickets at 20. Jamie Porter, when he came in a couple of games, he played eight wickets at 15. Uh, but Ravi and Zamps, 12 wickets each in the tournament, also done well. So, you know, it, it, it's as badly as we performed. At the end of the day, when it, when it mattered most, we pulled it together and we pulled out a great win. And well, also, it's probably worth having a think about the noise that happened um, when we were sort of looking like we were actually progressing in, in the T20. And there was a lot of noise about who's our overseas, who are we going to get, why aren't we signing anyone? Why? Didn't need it in the end. No, I mean, you know, you, you've got to give... There was obviously we reached a point after that Somerset game where they made a bit of a decision that you know we are going to bring some of the youngsters in. Aaron Beard came in, yeah. has played well. Paul Walters come in, played well. Um, you know some some tougher decisions made against some senior people. You know Chops didn't get a game at all in it. Um, good commentator though. Yeah, he, he was good on the mic <laughs> today. Um, and, you know, and Adam Weeter again. You know, he kept very well, but batting at three, there's got to be question marks raised there. Paul Walter came in, performed fairly solidly. You know, they obviously decided they wanted to give people that, you know, some games and, and moved away from some of the senior people. And it's proved to be the right decision. Whether, you know, people will look at it at the time and moan about it, etc. It's the right decision. We've gone on to one, win a trophy we really didn't look like winning, <laughs> one way or another. Sometimes you ride your luck in these things. Uh, but you never win trophies, you never th win things sometimes without a bit of luck. Um, and even being the best side in a tournament, you know, sometimes you need that bit of luck to win it. And well, it I mean, that's another interesting question. You know, I said before about finals day chucks up underdog stories. You know, if you were to look at the T20 Blast this year, the Vitality T20 Blast, who would you actually say was the best team all the way through? It's a tough one because, you know, you'd have watched Kent started like a house on fire. Lancashire were absolutely yeah. brilliant. And then they come up against Essex and... They weren't so brilliant. Um, well, not so they weren't so brilliant. They just got ravid. Mm. They, you know, yeah. if you would have said after 18 overs, you would have offered Lancashire their position, or after whatever, 17 overs or 37 overs of the game, Lancashire will take that position every single time. Yeah. Because they think they'll win it from there every time. Um, you know, it, it, it's just one of those stories that, that comes out in sport, everyone, in one of those incredible stories. There, there's been some great teams in it. Knots are a great team. Sussex were a really strong team. 
You look as well. But Sussex it... walked into one of the most incredible innings ever from um, Moen Alley. Yeah. It, it just yeah. Th- that it just proves on the night it only needs one performance. Did from he somebody. end up being the? I mean, probably mainly due to that innings. But did he end up being the man with they hit the most sixes through the? I, I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. I mean, he, he, you know, he had a, a, again. It shows his form. I mean, you know, Ravi said something after final. I think it was after final. He talked about hitting more sixes and hitting the ball harder and hitting the ball further and yeah. playing with less pressure. And it, you know, it showed. Yeah, it and also, dead. you know, at the end, um, you know, I was lucky to get up close to the boys and, and to see that what it meant on their faces. And it was that it was the same expressions that you were seeing on the fans. This look of joy, happiness, but also. How did that happen? You know, <laughs> there was there was a certain amount of disbelief. Darren, let's get some music yeah. on, and uh, then we can start talking about some county championship Ooh, stuff. Yes.
Shutout, sponsored by Shepherd Neen, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. So, Darren, you, you put on the next bit. There was no time to celebrate on Saturday night. Um, I've got I've got to say, judging by um, what I heard and one or two messages I got at 4am, <laughs> I think maybe there was one or two bits of celebrations that took place. I think the guys did enjoy themselves and quite rightly too. Yeah, um, they were they were they were heading down to Tormson, um down the M5 um, to get a bit of pre pre match training for the uh, the Somerset game, but. Having seen who was up there, not just the players, but the usual suspects of party animals from the Essex contingent, yes, ladies, you know who I'm talking about. The ones that are always, always... I'm not going to mention any names. I know who you mean. <laughs> but yeah, I, it was a good night, Head. I, I've got to do a special mention for um, Essex photographer, uh, Nick Wood, oh, who, yeah. uh, who woke up with the T20 trophy the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> top man, absolutely top man. I don't know how he managed to smuggle that one out, but what a lad that was. It was a great photo. He put up Nick, on Nick's, Nick's excellent. Nick, well done. Good job on the day. You got some great pictures. So we went down to um, Hyderabad, was it, for the, their game? Judging by the Hyderabad. Hyderabad, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> what an absolute joke of a wicket Somerset produced. Now, I, I know they want to produce a, a result wicket, etc., but there's result wickets and there's just things that are not on. And, <laughs> That really, and they've got form on this as well, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, this is their third year on the trot. They've been warned the last two years about producing some really poor wickets. Um, I, I appreciate they want to produce something that's going to turn a bit. I get that, but turning square on day one, <laughs> yeah. come on, it, it really... And, and people have been levelling the same thing at Essex, you know, Essex, we've won every game at Johnson, but we've never had anyone warn us about... No, so. I mean, you know, listen, the, the, the pitches are competitive at Essex, they will seem around a bit, they will turn, but, you know, you can still score on them. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that was just an absolute farce of a track. I mean, if you consider, take the weather out of it, I mean, if you take the weather out of it and you look at the overs that have gone on... Well, it makes we're, we're, we're basically in, in, not even into the end, like halfway through day two for the amount of overs. And the way the pitch was playing, that's just not acceptable. Well, it makes that, you wonder why Somerset chose to bat. It's strange. You, you, you've got to take 20 wickets. Surely you bowl on it. Yeah. Surely you bowl yeah. first. You've got to bowl, you've got to put, get Essex in and put them under pressure. Yeah, and knowing, knowing what the wicket was like, knowing that the weather forecast wasn't great... Yeah. Why did you...? I don't know. I mean, it was a, certainly it was a strange decision and one they'll look back on, but I think Somerset needs to look back at the, look back at that pitch themselves and say, yeah, maybe... I, I know there's a lot of weather... They knew there was a lot of weather around and they needed to try and make the result as quickly as possible, but if the ECB don't take some action against a wicket like that, they can never take action. Well, I, think, I, don't think, I don't think they've taken any action on a wicket since 2011 in county championships. So they don't have a lot of form for it, but, I mean, really, if they that, deem that as acceptable... Well, I'll tell you what, if Somerset had won tonight and they'd got 20 wickets in an afternoon, then... Well, 20 wickets in, inside a you know, session and a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just over a session and a bit. They, they, you know, there, there needs to be... Some questions about it, certainly not. But um, they didn't take 20 wickets, no, did they? No, they didn't, they didn't. I mean, they obviously they batted first, the rain around on day one, 75 for four. Bit fortunate to get to that, really. There was a, one or two chances, one or two um, decisions that could quite easily have gone the other way with Simon Harmer. Um, mm. Obviously the rain came, the weather came. Uh, day two, uh, but for Van der Merwe's swinging, I mean, Somerset probably would have had a lot less. Got He got fortunate with it, took a chance, chanced his arm, played freely, got a 50-odd, 202, probably wasn't going to be 
enough to win the game or force much or so we thought. Um, yeah, I mean, they did, get, they did get run, you know, probably 50 more than they should have done. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I think Essex will be a little bit disappointed in that. But and if you watch the, the shots and you watch what he's playing, there's a lot of under edges. There's a lot of, yeah, he did hit a few really good sweeps and reverse sweeps, but... You know, you get a little bit. You got a little bit lucky as well. So you know, ably supported by the Taunton yeah. Tendulkar. Yeah, you know, Jack Leach came in and yeah. done well as well. Twenty-five for no Essex at the end of the day. I mean, Brownie and Cook looked fairly well set. And then to today, and you know, day three washed out. Day four today, you know, it looked mm, more rain delays. Yeah. Nick Brown went early, but Tom and Cookie batted really well. And then you know, suddenly a collapse. You know, suddenly it just <laughs> just went, didn't it? Straight after tea. I mean, we, I think we went in tea at three or four, four down at tea. If you look at the wicket and the fields they were setting, I mean, what was it, or six or seven, seven around, or in, seven around, the around the bat? You know, um, six. I think six wickets in twenty-five balls after tea or something crazy like that. And it was suddenly a bit, uh, what's going on here? Um, but back out we came. Cookie and Brownie just saw it off. I think they could have shaken hands a bit earlier. It was nice of them to get Truscothic on the pitch and yeah. get him a little bit of a finale, but they could have done that 10, 15 minutes before and to go as late as they did was a little bit... I think they know, just wanted to show to their fans and their public... Yeah, I mean, you know, again, um, there's right ways and wrong ways of doing the thing. You know, when Essex haven't lost a wicket for the first half an hour, yeah, bring Truscothic on then, give him 10 minutes at the field. Go and shake hands. And at, 20, you know, 10 past, with 20 minutes gone, you, you can't, the game's over, because there's 10 wickets, two minutes per wicket, game's over. Just yeah. shake hands at that point and, you know, accept what it was. But it, it's been an, another amazing year for Essex and all round. Well, do you remember, let's go all the way back to the start of the season, we started early because of all the, the scheduling and we lost to Hampshire. And didn't just lose, we got thumped. Let's yeah. not kid ourselves. Exactly. And all of the internet forums and the social media forums lit up with people um, unhappy with sort of a perceived lack of progress. I don't get it with sports fans. There seems to be a number of sports fans, whatever team, whatever sport it is, that as soon as your team does badly once, you need to lay into them. You know, I for my sins, I'm a Spurs fan as, as well. And we've had probably five of our best years we've ever had under Pochettino. Yeah, we've never won anything. We've not won anything. You know, yeah, last year you can say, oh, the Champions League run papered over the cracks a bit, shouldn't have finished yet, OK. And people have been going in. We <coughs> lost the other night and people are going in hard. It was the same from the Essex lot. Yeah, but I reckon one, there's, one there's, a few there's a few Colchester fans listening, so... Yeah. Well, well done to them, they, you know. And they beat Palace, my team. Yeah, fully deserved indeed. But, you, you know, the one game, Essex lost one game. I mean, to put it into perspective, 42 games since we've come up, one completely washed out, and of the other 41 games, we've won 27 of them. We lost the first game of the season and people were absolutely digging them out. And it was disgraceful. You make it a good really point was. there because 2016, three years ago, we were a Division 2 side. You go back to the season before that, we were a struggling Division 2 <laughs> yeah. side. Was that 20 all out that yeah, year? That, that was, yeah, no, that was 2013, I think. The was the 20 all out. But, you, you know, you, you go back to that, right, that was the, the winter of discontent. Ronnie Irani came in. You know, got rid of Grayson. There was a big, oh, who's going to come in? Who's going to do this? They gave the job to Silverwood. That, oh, jobs for the boys. Yeah. We'll never be anything. Chris Silverwood was a very determined guy. He knew what he wanted out of things. And then people were like, oh, you were really lucky you had Cookie for a few games. And all this <laughs> and all that. They, they, you know, what we had, or what we've had is Jamie Porter and Simon Harmer. 
uh, ably supported by other bodies bowling here and there, Amir, Siddle, Neil Wagner, Sam Cook, Aaron Beard of late, Bravi a couple of years ago. You know, we've had a very decent all-round bowling attack and we've had a top six that all contribute, yeah. constantly have all contributed and that, that's made the difference. There's people complaining today that um, Essex won the championship. I've just seen this on social media. Essex won because they were the only county that didn't lose players to... Um, international duty and, and whatever. They, um, they, they said this, I heard this on the radio as well, that they said, oh, other teams have had international call-ups. Well, you know what? Our players have been some of the best players. If you don't want to call them up, that's your problem. Yeah. I, I'm very sorry, but how Jamie Porter mm. has not been picked ahead of some of these other people that have played for England over the last few years is laughable. Well, you see the squads that England have picked for this winter, is it just for New Zealand, this, this Yeah, it's it just for New Zealand. Why have we got, you know, Porter, Wesley? And listen, Tom Wesley got a go, didn't he? And he struggled a little bit, you know, he got a go against the West Indies and he struggled a bit. Okay, I can understand that. Is there any other South batsman? Africa, didn't he? You got to go against South Africa? No, it was the West Indies, I think, he played against. And yeah, he played West Indies, I think he played South Africa. You got 50 in his, yeah. in his debut, didn't he? You know, the, the only other one there who you can probably give a shout to in terms of consistency for the last few years is Nick Brown. Yeah. Um, who, you know, who's done really well. Um, but it, again, you know, there's no obvious batsmen. The, the obvious ones are the bowlers, but, you know, Jamie Porter doesn't bowl at 90 miles an hour, so they've got no interest in him. And that, that's just ridiculous. Jamie Porter bowls an amazingly accurate nine in length, gets the ball to nip around a bit, He's a really hard bowler. He's one yeah. of those bowlers that's always at you. He yeah. gives you very, very little. They tried to make him bowl quicker. It didn't work. He came back and he bowled really, really well after those first two games. You know, we've got a squad of honest, hard-working cricketers. You know, they're not necessarily rock stars or, you know, headline grabbers. But, you know, you look at Jamie Porter comes in. It's metronomic what he's doing. You look at Brownie, like you said, Tom Wesley. Dan you've got, Lawrence. You've got a dressing room that believes in each other as well. Yeah. When they look around, they all know they contribute and they all know that they're in it together. And that's that's really good. Now, um, as everyone knows, we are live tonight. We're live every week. And I did put on the Everything Essex Cricket Facebook page earlier on as the news came through that Essex had won the title. I'd read out some messages for everyone that's uh, responded. So let's, uh, let's read these out. So... Nick Easingwood was the first one up and he just reiterated the headline Essex are 2019 county champions. Scott Dench, he said, get in there Essex. An Essex boy lives, living in Kent makes this all the more sweeter. And then Robert Lipka uh, in South Africa. I think Robert is Ryan's uh, uncle, I believe. Yeah, he is. Um, and he takes a close interest in, uh, in Ryan and Essex. And, and he says, congratulations, Ryan. Teammates, coach and staff, great season. Then we've got Julia Perkins. Well done, guys. Such a fantastic season. Lots of happy cricket fans in our house tonight. What a week. Yes, what a week indeed. Um, Steve Jackson. Uh, I'm not going to read that out, Steve, because I'm going to get it wrong and I'm going to say rude words. But um, it starts off Don't with, say I rude slid words. a sheet, a sheet I slid. And then I'm going to stop there. <laughs> uh, Martin Ruse. I'm in Tenerife, been in a bar, biting my nails, but so proud of all the boys. 
Um, Spencer J, proud to be an Essex boy. Fully deserved, brilliant season. I would offer to help, but I'm, my phone's <laughs> not working. Um, I know Zandra did uh, did comment, Zandra, and uh, happy birth, happy 30th, Zandra. She's a, happy birthday. What, what a great birthday present that is, Essex winning the championship. She's commented, brilliant season, brilliant, hard-fought and well-deserved win. Best 30th birthday present of the day for me. And we also had a legend as well, didn't we? Well, hang on, let me just get down, because I still don't... Uh, Alvin by South or Bisouth. Well done, Essex. Double champions this year. One very happy supporter at home this evening. Looking forward to next season, guys. Sue Palmer says, congratulations, lads. Linda Lyle, congratulations, Essex. You were awesome. Uh, Bruce Mayall, well done, Essex. Awesome achievement and the first side to achieve the T20 and County, County Championship Division 1. Have you got Wi-Fi and phone signal? I've got nothing. You're I'm completely bad. cut from the outside world. Uh, I, I love Apple iPhones. I think Apple iPhones are great if you're listening Apple. Mine, mine's not. They want to give uh, me a free upgrade to one that works. That's a cow's dung, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Grant Ryland. Uh, Grant Ryland. Well done, you Essex boys. From an Essex boy who has migrated to the southwest. Enjoy your weekend again. I dare you to go out in your Essex shirt tonight, Grant. Uh, Kim Bright. Hello, Kim. One of those... Uh, People that works very hard in the office at Essex. Absolutely brilliant, boys. Congratulations to all involved in the club. Reese Owen. Hello, Reese. Uh, what a season built on our own local players. Harms, best off spinner in the world. Such a great overseas. Uh, props to the coach. See, Reese is down with the kids. He lives in East props. London. Yeah, props. Props, props in it to yeah, the I'm coaches. And a massive well done to Ronnie. Some were upset Grayson was moved on, but it was bang on the right decision. Ronnie has made the important decisions and a massive pat on the back um, for him. You've you got to give Ronnie a fair bit of credit here. He, he, he doesn't seek the limelight with it. I know he doesn't give a lot of interviews or anything. We've tried to get him, but um, we, we you know Ronnie's a quiet, we'll unassuming guy. We will get guy. Ronnie at some point. He won't resist. We definitely will. But I think it's right to highlight you know, Ronnie's input. I think John Farragher. Uh, and, and you know, there's a lot of backroom people. Even when, CEO. even when Chris Silverwood went to, you know, say, okay, we've got Max here, we've got Anthony McGrath, he is going to be our man. They backed him, and you know, that last season didn't necessarily come off with a great yeah. start. People, all oh, Max is no, da, 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 da. and they still backed him this year. They said, no, he's our man, and they've been proved right. So well, talking, mate. Glennis McElroy says, I'm a Yorkshire girl, but I'm so so pleased for Essex doing the double. Congrats to Ants, Andre, and all the boys. Uh, Jacqueline Connor, well done, boys. Congratulations to everyone. What a week it's been. Dave Masters, the legend we were talking about. Hoddy! Now, what an absolute superstar he's been, and what a fantastic turn for the club. Remember him 10 years ago at Lords in the, was it Friends Provident Cup? Yeah. In those days, the 50 over 2008. Thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was instrumental in that. Anyway, he sends a message get in there, Eagles. Uh, Stuart Vaughan says, well done Essex, been watching all day, so tense but brilliant result. Veronica Mason, well done Essex. Mark Smith, what a fantastic season for the lads after bad starts in the county championship in the T20 Plus. To come back the way the lads did is a testament to what the club means to the players. Great it, team effort, bring on 2020. It does show, I mean, there's also messages from Alan Shipley, Richard Carpenter, my phone's working by the way. Oh, you got it. Chris Kemp, David Gregory, Vivian Barnard, uh, Rich Paish as well. Um, he's he's had Harvey's twelve-year-old Essex mad. Um, you know, it, it does show what it means to everyone. It, yeah. it's, it really has been um, exceptional. Let's get a bit of music on. We'll talk some more after that.
88 Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Nee, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. Ah, uh, Earth, Wind and September. <laughs> Earth, Wind and September. Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah. September. Yeah. What a great song that is. Well, the weather forecast, really, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, what a September it has been for cricket and in Essex. So we talked about Essex's all-round performance and the team as a whole. Cookie, 913 runs at 45.65, one tonne. Ravi, 514 runs. I've done these in average order, not runs order, sorry, if people yeah. that upsets people. Uh, Ravi, 514 runs at 39.54, two tonnes. Dan Lawrence, 725 at 38.161 tonne. Tom Wesley, 794 at 36.09, one tonne. Nick Brown, 604 at 27.451 tonne. Tendo, this one surprised me a little bit. 483 at 26.83, but two tonnes in there, so... Mm. You know, he skippered it well. Wickets-wise, Harmy, 83 wickets at 18.61. Well Unreal. Hey, yeah, too, if you bowled at Somerset, he'd get about 140 <laughs> wickets as well, wouldn't he? <laughs> Judging by those wickets. Um, next next up was Peter Siddle, funnily enough. 34 wickets at an average of 20. Sam Cook, 32 wickets, an average of 21.03. Um, Aaron Beard, 17 wickets at 23.98. Um, and Jamie Porter, uh, second best, second most amount of wickets, 48 at 25.71. When you've got five bowlers taking that amount of yeah. wickets at 25 or below... That proves the all-rounds effort, you know. You know, Essex won at home, but they won away as well. They mm. won a lot of games away. And, and the couple of games they didn't win away, I mean, obviously the poor performance at Hampshire... And Warwickshire was just an absolute road. I mean, yeah. the couple of games, they, the couple of games they drew, one was weather affected, one was a road. Essex have beaten sides home and away, wherever they are. It doesn't matter what pitches they're on. Yep, they, they, they've gone out. And you beaten can't sides. argue with it. People might point fingers because we're unfashionable. Um, and, and Simon Harmer made a big point of that in his interview after the game on Saturday. <laughs> we might be unfashionable. We might be referred to as. And I've got you know. People call us a small club. Well, hang on a second. We are the most successful club since yeah. 1979 in terms of trophies. And how many England captains have we chucked out? Quite a few. Yeah. And since that time, Gucci. NASA. Uh, NASA. Mr. Cook. Yeah. You know, for a small club, we don't have to do well. And, and then chuck in the rabbies of this yeah, world and whatever you know, else, you know. We reduce a lot of players, not just for ourselves, but, you know, look around who are playing elsewhere still. Uh, Billy Godelman, uh, uh, Tony Palladino, Folk, Ben Folks, Reese Topley again. Uh, you know, there's still others being quite successful. So, uh, you know, we are, we, we run very well. We're yeah. a good club. We run really well. Uh, what else is coming up on... Uh, Phoenix tonight, we've got the Orient Hour following us and then 50 Shades of Che with Che Appleton and the new music show on at 10 o'clock. Darren, of, finals day. Talking of 50 Shades, um, happy birthday to Chris Gale. Um, 40. He was 40 uh, last weekend. I did get an invitation, but um, I turned that down to go to Edgbaston instead, but Chris Gale, 40 and still going, so and happy birthday to the Chris Gale down for finals day, unbelievable. You, you, you've got some gripes about finals day, haven't you? Gripes, or could it be done better? Um, Edgbaston, I think, is a great place to hold it because it's central and it's pretty easy to get to or straightforward if there aren't roadworks um, from anywhere in the country. But I would just chuck this out there. Is it too long a day? If you get there first thing in the morning to, you know, get ready for the first game, you're there sat watching cricket for a good 12 hours. I've, I've seen two contrasting pieces on this. I've seen one piece that absolutely loves final day, the whole dressing yep. up, the whole Hollis stand. It's a very English thing, going out on the beer all day, having a big old party, 
regardless of who's playing. You don't know whether your team is getting there or not. Yeah. You are going to enjoy it because you want to have a party, because you want to enjoy the cricket. Thing. And you cheer every four, six wicket you get involved in the whole day. Yeah. Um, and you've got the Mr. Motivator, you've got the mascot race, you've got all Mr. that. Mr. Motivator, I forgot about him. You've got all the razzmatazz <laughs> that goes with it. You know, all the silliness, all the stupidness. It's a very English-style event. You've got the other side of it where people saying it's just people going on the drink all day long. Yeah, but they say that about T20 you know, all year it, round. You know, it's too long, it's this, it's that, it's other. Could you have a women's game, the women's well, final, this was what, by the men's final? Our good old friend Don Topley um, did suggest this one to me, and I think it, it, it's, it's an interesting point. Have two, have two games on finals day. Have the, the ladies' T20 final followed by the men's you, you could have the women's followed by the men's the, the question there would be then you've got to run both competitions simultaneously which the ECB have been reluctant to do they are doing it with 100 next year well there you go um, does it take away from some of the drama and some of the fun though just having one final on the day is it you know are you going to have semi-finals as well are they going to be played at neutral venues should the two semi-finals be on one day somewhere else it's <laughs> I think it works very, very well. You've only got to look. Tickets are on sale for next year already. They are already incredible. They, they will sell out massively. Interestingly, the clubs got allocated 750 tickets each once they qualify to finals day. Uh, two of the clubs couldn't sell all their tickets. Yeah, apparently. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, which just goes to show that, you know, a lot of the people just who want to go um, tend to go. And people go and enjoy the cricket and go and enjoy a day out. It, it, it's... It's garish, it's loud, it's in your face. Mm -hmm. um, I get that's not for everybody, but if you go and sit at the other side of the ground where you are, it's not so garish. Oh, I don't know. I think if you're so... going to go and watch, if you're going to watch T Twenty, you know, even if you go and watch Essex yeah. on a Friday night, if you get to any of the T Twenty games anywhere, that's how it is. It's, it's raucous. It's you're no longer just going for a cricket match. You're no. going for an event. Yeah, you know, I, I DJ at Essex. I I entertain at Essex. I'm trying. We try to make it an event that people go out. They enjoy the night. The cricket should never be secondary, but in a sense, the result is a little bit in that everybody's been out and enjoyed it. It's really hard to enjoy yourself when you get thumped by 111 runs, <laughs> but at least you like to think that somewhere along the line, somebody enjoyed the music or somebody enjoyed. You know the entertainment and somebody oh, enjoying the rest of it what it is i mean if um, you get a chance and especially when essex win and it's been a a night full of big sixes and oh, flashing bales and the, the the first one against um sorry the atmosphere was just superb <laughs> yeah, everyone singing yeah. everyone up and down dancing you know that's brilliant that, that, that's exactly what people come for you know if your team aren't winning and aren't doing very well as essex were at home let's be honest um you know, that there were some tough nights there trying to get the crowd to sing along to Sweet Caroline when he's <laughs> somewhere there about to, you know... Well, at Edgbaston, they put the lyrics on the screens. Yep. So, there know. is there is the options there as well. You know, it, listen, it's it, it's fun. I mean, the guy who does all the big event, Kev, um, he knows what he's doing really well. He organises it. They run to a very tight schedule. They run to a tee. They, they know what they're doing. It's done really, really well. Um, and it, it's good fun. It, it, to me, it, it, it's good fun. I'm, you know, I can get some people detest it. I can get some people go, oh, it's all drunk idiots, isn't it? Okay, fine. It's not. Yeah. Fun. Don't go. 
you know, don't, don't go to it. And that's what they're trying to do with the hundreds. They're trying to find yet another audience. But I mean, we'll have that discussion another day. We've got all winter well, to talk about we've that. We've got the hundreds. All, it's all coming up in a couple of weeks, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and we'll, 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 we'll concentrate on that. There'll before be some we, big news before then, I think. We've we got the draft. Yeah, it's we? three weeks' time. Yeah. Um, and I want to put out a social appeal, actually, to all of our listeners, and if we can all help. Young Ravi used to have on the front of his white Range Rover a number plate T20 Rav which I thought was a brilliant number plate for him to have but Ravi being Ravi disorganised and whatever else changed cars with his sponsors and all the rest of it <laughs> didn't remember to retain the number plate and when I asked him the other day have you still got that number plate? No mate I haven't got it anymore I don't know what I did with it so if anyone knows how we can find that number plate, and maybe we can crowdfund or do something to... I'm sure, I'm sure Ravi can afford to buy it back for <laughs> well, yeah. We'll have, to do, we'll have to do a search for it, see if we can let's find, find it. Let's find it, and let's tell Ravi, we've got your number plate back. Ring this number. <laughs> That'll be it. Indeed. <laughs> Darren, we are done for time yet Already? again. It My just God. flies by. It does. Uh, looking forward to catching up with everyone. We'll have a guest next week. We do promise. Um, Come along to the comedy night, Ben and Ricky, if you're doing anything. Yeah. We're heading straight there right now. Good. Come and buy us a Diet Coke each. We'll love it. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone. Do remember, play straight, play great. 98 Not Out. Sponsored by Shepherd Neen. Proud supporters of cricket in Essex.